Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Acapella, a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is... Alicia Edwards. Alicia, how are you doing today? Well, I have downed four cans of soda today, so I'm doing really great right now. <laughs> I was about to say, I can like already sense the energy coming through the like... But when here. we're done here, yeah. I will just crash. Just go to sleep afterwards. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. How are you? Uh, I'm good, you know? Uh, I'm excited for the holidays. Yeah, same. And for 2020 to be over. Oh, boy, I'm with you on that. (laughs) Who isn't, right? I miss, like, going out to eat and, like, I miss live performances. I got a question for you. What's the thing you miss the most, like, you've been missing the most? Going out to eat. At a sit-down restaurant, <laughs> honestly. Why are you like sounding so like suspicious? Well, about because that? I it's, should it's be fine. like, We're, I miss you. singing out in front of people and all the performance and applause. But I, I still I, sing. I, no, I, I still get sing it. in my I'm car. Like... I sing in the shower. I sing on YouTube, sort of. <laughs> Right. Well, I, it, I'm like, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I'm like the thing I miss, it's not, of course I miss singing live, but I miss like going to the movie theaters. I'm like, oh my I'm gosh, I miss person, that too. You know? I totally so, miss that too. Right. That's, and there's something about it. I don't even know what's out right now. Not much. I saw a commercial for Tenet and yeah, that's about it. So I don't even know what that is, but that's okay. I'm really <laughs> excited about who we have on the show today. This is going to be a really cool episode because we have like a group, like where one of the members has been a former guest of the show, but then we get to speak with two brand new people. We, so we also, I don't know. Okay. I don't know the yeah. history of Tacapella prior to like my time on the show, but have you ever had a former American Idol contestant on your show. Ooh, I don't think we've ever had one of those before. So this, this is, is new, new territory. I know that we've had someone who was on The Voice on the show because we had Amy. We're, we're working our way through all the different reality shows. That's what we're trying to do. Yes, here. that's that's what we're doing. So. You can like <laughs> well, go this... way back to the 90s, like real world, but I don't know, know if they have any musical talent. Ooh, ooh, okay. Shots, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. This is exciting because we have a wonderful group joining us all the way from Alaska. They are an all-female vocal trio made up of Audrey Latonio, Molly Deani, and Lisa Hawkins. They are the members of Pipeline Vocal Project. How are you all doing today? Ladies, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having us. We're so excited. (laughs) Okay, there's like this really funny comedian who said, if you want to make anything sound creepy, just add ladies to the end of it. How's it going tonight? Ladies. Okay, wow. We really went there. I I apologize to to our listeners out there. (laughs) Something is going on with our co-host tonight, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. I'm really excited to go on vacation. Oh, well, staycation. Oh, okay. You, so you need like, a vacation. I get I, it. It's like my staycation with the holidays <laughs> and four cans of soda that were all laced with caffeine. This is what we get. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm once here again, for I, it. I apologize to I my guests I am here tonight. for um, it. I, I promise this is going to be an enjoyable show. I do not hopefully. apologize. I apologize <laughs> for nothing. So just to kind of kick things off, can you tell us a little bit for our listeners out there? I've been like, I've been following your work that you've been doing for a little bit of time now. And I know that you guys have been producing like some really cool content as of lately. But for our listeners who might may be learning about Pipeline for the very first time, how did the project like just came to be? How did you all meet? So I've been doing some acapella work in the lower 48 for a few years and life circumstances kind of brought me back to Anchorage, Alaska. And I was like, you know, I really don't want my acapella journey to just end because there isn't a scene up here. There really isn't any acapella happening. And I knew that if I wanted to keep it in my life that I would have to kind of create it for myself. And I started doing, 
you know, work on my own in Alaska, trying to do workshops and things like that. But, you know, just a one woman show wasn't enough, especially for acapella, you know? So yeah. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Like I was substituting in schools at the time too. And I would ask like a choir class, you know, how many of you love to sing? Almost all of them raised their hands. They weren't just there for the easy A, I found out, which (laughs) would surprise you because some of the choirs here are interesting. So, you know, they they (laughs) loved acapella, but couldn't really envision themselves doing it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Anchorage needs is its like own local acapella group. And so that's where kind of the idea came to mind of me creating an acapella group here. And my network here wasn't very big because I'd been outside of Alaska for so long at that point. I knew Audrey. We sang with the same voice coach when we were younger. So I reached out to her. I knew she was still singing. Thank goodness she was on board with like the project. I don't know what I would have done if she had said no. (laughs) And then that's kind of where my connections ended. And so I took to social media and, you know, people tagged their friends and whatever. And that's how I found Molly. And here we are one year later. Wow. So for uh, Molly and Audrey, is that exactly how you remember the story going? Is there any pieces Lisa might have left out? I'm always curious about that because, you know, just sorry, my dogs are screaming in the back. But me personally, I I mean, that's exactly what happened. She was like, hey, let's meet up. Let's go to a Starbucks. We met at Starbucks and just kind of caught up. And basically, sorry, if you guys can hear my dog in the back, I'm so sorry. I was wondering, is that a dog or is I'm that so some sorry. other foreign I animal? Demons. I'm put them so out. Like, that's why I left. I was like, okay, I know these little demons are going to bark while I'm in the interview. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. So let me start that over. So to the listeners, it's, it's not it's not demons. It's, it's dogs. It's, yeah, so we met at the Starbucks. We caught up and... I remember her being like, are you interested in acapella? And I'm like, well, I don't really have any experience with this. But, you know, I thought that it would be a really great learning experience. And it definitely has been since then. Nice. And and so, Molly, I, I guess Lisa was mentioning that the connection was a little bit different. Were you the one that they met online on social? Yes. Yes, okay. definitely. Audrey and I knew each other very you know, like acquaintances. We didn't really know each other well. Mm-hmm. But Lisa had sent out kind of looking for altos, looking for people, for vocalists. And a couple people tagged me in the post. And I just, you know, said, yeah, I'm interested. Sent her a video. Watched the video recently. I'm like, I was pacing around my kitchen. I don't know. There was, it was, I watched it recently. It was really funny. But thank God Lisa did additional research and found other videos that I don't. I don't look like this. She goes, no, no, no. It wasn't that one. I creeped on you and found others. Which, thank God she did. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here because that audition was, ooh. That's fantastic. I love it. So there are three of you. You're a vocal trio. The idea of that, I mean, we've seen a lot of mainstream trios garner a lot of success. You've got Destiny's Child, Bee Gees, TLC, the Jonas Brothers, but not so much in contemporary acapella. So we've seen it like mainstream music. So what what made you decide on three? Two main reasons. One of them being because it's like not very common for trios to be able to make it in the mm-hmm. contemporary genre because there's this kind of this stereotype that it, it sounds empty. And especially with female voices because mm-hmm. they don't have like the, the bass notes or whatever. 
I didn't think that was necessarily true. I think we could we could make it work. But also, more importantly, I didn't think I was going to get five singers in Alaska. It's really the main reason. That was the bigger reason. <laughs> that was the bigger reason. I was like, let's reason. start small. So I am curious, because I know you've done acapella before, Elisa. Audrey, you said you haven't. You had no experience in acapella prior to this. Molly, how about you? I had a little bit. Okay. I did. I was part of the, really the, one of the only other places you'd find acapella, especially contemporary acapella in Alaska, mm-hmm. was the UAA Glee Club in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd worked with them. I was like assistant director wow. my last semester kind of nice. thing. Oh, oh no. You're like, <laughs> but, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This was a fun group. This was a very fun okay, group. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I had had some experience, but I wasn't going to school for music, needed to focus on school things. So I ended my time with them. And I really, I missed singing mm-hmm. for sure. I didn't, I, I have gone less than six months since I was six without being in some kind of structured group. <laughs> so I needed something mm-hmm. and this was just kind of perfect. The timing worked out really, really well. Okay, very cool. So I, I'm curious as to how, so Lisa and Molly, you've got that acapella background and Audrey came without the acapella background. How does that affect your sound? Or is there something that you use from your three different backgrounds to, I guess, propel that sound forward? Definitely. I would say something that I felt was really great about how we started was each of us were doing something that was relatively new to us. I was now functioning as a bass, which is something I had never done before because I was in a much bigger acapella group when I was doing it, you know, collegiate, bigger size. So I was learning how to be a bass for the first time. Audrey was new to acapella in general, and Lisa was relatively new to vocal percussion. So all of us had... I had never I mean, done beatboxing yeah. or vocal percussion before our first show. Right. So all of us had things to learn. Okay. And all of us had specialties, I think, that we can all like learn and grow from. Audrey is such a beast of a performer and I've learned so much. And Elisa has so much acapella experience that like there's things that I remember early on saying, okay, I think we need one more person. And Lisa's like, no, that's not how this yeah. works. <laughs> you don't do this think, with four people, you know? I think that's actually right. one of the first things you said to me at our mm-hmm. very first rehearsal. Yeah. Like, how do you feel I... about like another person? I was like, we haven't even <laughs> sung yet. <laughs> well, I just, and, and it was knowledge I would, I didn't even know I didn't know, mm. you know? So I think that we haven't, honestly, an excellent dynamic of give and take with each of our specific areas of expertise. And it's been really fun to grow in our own areas and learn from each other for sure. Nice. And and you've all done a little bit of vocal percussion from the videos I've seen. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed because I've tried and failed miserably. Nothing that I would be proud to put online. Brian, on the other we, hand, we, is a very good vocal percussionist. Oh, it, ta- it took so many uh, nights in college of uh, staying up late and annoying my roommate watching YouTube videos. Well, so and you know, it, and, and it's not that I'm lazy. I don't like stuff where I don't have like an end goal in sight. And I feel like I'm oh, just yeah. failing at miserably. Like I won't play chess with my husband because he beat me one time. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only time I've ever played against him, and I decided it would be too much effort to try to beat him. So it's called experimenting, Alicia. You have to like try new things, you know. Maybe not. So I'm curious here because, and and I want to just kind of throw this out here because I don't know as much about the Alaskan music scene at all. Just because every time I think of Alaska, it's always a place I've always wanted to go to, but it just feels like this foreign territory, you know, this part of the U.S. that's awesome and it's cool and it's there, but like. 
it's like mysterious and mystique. And I'm just curious, what is like the music scene there? I'm like not even just talking about acapella. I do want to get to that, but what would how would you describe the music scene in Alaska? Yeah, it is sparse. I agree with Molly there. I mean, there are a few uh, local artists that I know of who are consistently putting out music. Just to name a few, there's Medium Build. Our friend Ed Washington is also a part of that group. Do you guys know any other? I mean, there is Cat with yeah there's cat with sugar strings i believe and i mean there's not like she said there's not a huge scene here so i feel like having pipeline vocal project be derived from anchorage is definitely putting alaska on the map a little bit not only in the acapella scene but really just in general okay that gives me a little bit more insight now and i think this kind of sets up the question a little bit this next question a bit more so just knowing all of that i'm curious so what's it been like just given how you know as you as you say the scene is a bit sparse and you know there's a lot of there might be some like indie there might be some some up and coming but you know it's not this just hub necessarily what has been the experience of trying to develop like your fan base as well as the appeal for the acapella art as well as just like finding steady gigs in that part of the country well it's been an obstacle and an opportunity at the same time especially like forming this group is very daunting to me one i didn't like I'd been outside of Alaska and I didn't have a whole lot of connections, wasn't really closely tied to the music scene or what is of the music scene. <laughs> and I was like, wow, how am I going to do this? Like no one's really done this before. I was kind of making it up as I go. But at the same time, because we are so unique in a place where there isn't any acapella, vocal music, and the vocal music we do have is of a very different genre, like choral and barbershop, things like that. So that does give us a lot of opportunity because people look to us when it comes to contemporary music and vocal music in general. So it definitely, like no competition we get a lot of opportunities so that that's been easy. fortunate for us say, for you've sure. like, i wasn't gonna say you've like saturated the market but you've really captured <laughs> like, it yeah like you cornered it there's nobody else to go this to. is we own alaska we here i did i did change our name to on instagram to the acapella we've staked our claim i love Un it unmatched so far <laughs> but I have faith in us. I would also say, I want to add that being a new group, you know, we did our first show October of 2019. So the majority of our existence has been through coronavirus, which is strange. It is strange. It has been, I would, I would say again, an obstacle and an opportunity because we were able to focus a lot on our online content, which has been, has paid off in droves, I think for us. But it's hard to kind of get a gauge on what the Alaska music scene is and how we fit into it so far because we've only had a few months of a normal music scene to even do gigs in. So I think it's still a bit of an unknown as far as what the local opportunities are. I'm glad you mentioned that because, I mean, Audrey, you were saying that it's not just like bringing music to Alaska, but it's it's putting Alaska on the map in, in more ways than one. How have you all been adjusting? Molly, you've mentioned that it's 
the majority of your time together has been through COVID. And I know a lot of groups have been pushing more virtual content. They've been putting out videos. What are some things that Pipeline has done to try to capture that virtual base? Well, we did we did start doing this thing called Tunes Days that we post. We post a new tune every Tuesday, and they're usually 30 seconds to a minute long. We started at about this time last year, but it was really only these last few months where we've been consistently every single Tuesday. We created a TikTok account not too long ago and we had a a video go viral on there so that was very exciting for us that's kind of what really put us as a group on the map outside of Alaska and so we're really excited to see where kind of like that road takes us to. I really wanted to ask when Brian asked what are things like in Alaska and the music scene I kind of wanted to be like do you ride polar bears to work? (laughs) (laughs) That video I about died that's like when people ask me, do we ride, like back in high school, I kept getting asked by people that didn't live in Texas, do you guys ride horses to school or horses oh, yeah. to everyone? <laughs> they, well, they, they, have a, they have a TikTok video about that. Oh, do that? And I about died. So that's... I'm so glad oh. you liked it. I thought it was maybe too like Alaska-centric. Like it was for the Alaska peeps, was, that one was, but I'm glad it, it was had... really funny. I'm glad it had some, some further reach. It definitely did. Well, and I know you guys have, I mean, as far as technology and virtual things go, you guys have been doing some telegrams. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So our virtual telegrams, basically what we have is a sheet and people are able to request and then we make a video for it. It can be a song from our list and that can vary depending on the season. So we have like Valentine's telegrams. I'm guessing we're going to have some holiday telegrams, anniversary telegrams, and they can choose from that list or they can request a custom arrangement and we'll make a video and send it to the person that they choose. And this kind of gives them a little gift just because with COVID, I mean, we can't really all get together and have parties and celebrate. So this is just a way of being able to greet them and celebrate whatever it is that they have going on. That's just such a genius idea. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's what everyone's kind of missing. They're missing that like personal connection. So I feel like we're just having you all like cater specifically to them. That's going to like just go over so well. It's been really beautiful to kind of see the different reasons people choose telegrams like we had one from one best friend to another that had been friends for like 20 years and it's just so heartwarming you get someone doing an anniversary song and then like the little you can get like a little custom message with it and they're they're so sweet they're so sweet and then you've got my sister who wants us to do three different Bruno Mars songs just to send to her boyfriend for no reason. Oh. <laughs> nice. oh, she's for sure trolling him on that. If she oh. wants, we can start trolling him too. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's that. And hey. also random messages on Facebook. You should do this. Okay, bye. So the video that went Walk viral that something. we did was a, a cover, 40s cover of WAP, which yes. so that was actually initially a telegram, which it was a coworker of mine. He was like, yo. <laughs> Because he had come to our shows and he was like, you guys should do WAP. I said, pay us to do WAP, please. Please pay us to do WAP. <laughs> and that's how it actually ended up happening. And it's been wow. by far our most successful video. <laughs> yes. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised because it's very impressive. Yeah. Would you say that, like that one or is, is there another one that would be your like your most unexpected like request from like this whole project is 
What what would you say the most expect unexpected request? We had one request actually come in that was of a country song, which wasn't the weird part. It was a country <laughs> song to like his wife, but it was like almost it was for an anniversary, but the song was like apologetic and then he also wanted like little clips of the music video inserted into the telegram while we were singing but it's just of this guy walking and so it would be like us singing and then cut to this guy walking around in the theater <laughs> i was like what is this telegram what am i doing right now he wanted his own music videos what it sounds like <laughs> that's fantastic that, yeah i think what's really cool is I, I noticed like on your youtube channel you guys have a lot of content on there and and I think it's really nice, I guess, and refreshing to see there's so much, like you guys have a lot of versatility among the three of you. And they're not really long videos either, which, I mean, they're, to me, I feel like there's an element of like crispiness there almost. I don't know if that's the right word to use or not, but it's like you guys get in, you get it done, and it's not like you're dragging any particular song out too much. Yeah, there's a greater like level of appeal because you know right, like, everyone has right. such well, short attention span. There's a lot of variety in there. You mentioned WAP. You've got there's a song on there about ice cream, which maybe I'm just super lame and I don't know the song, but I was like, yeah, everyone loves ice cream. <laughs> um, and then, you're not wrong, Alicia. You're really maybe not. I'm just maybe I'm just. <laughs> Maybe I'm just old. <laughs> and then there was an, oh, there's Disney songs on there. Like Under the Sea, Little Mermaid was my favorite. So that was very nostalgic for me. I just, I wanted to applaud you all on your level of variety and the fact that you're able to pull all of that off. There was nothing in there where I was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have gone with that. It was just, just impressive all around. And Alicia, I'm like, I, I agree with you. There's so much variety in what Pipeline is offering, which is which is really interesting because that is something I definitely want to explore. And I think we're going to definitely do that on this next segment. But we do have to take a quick commercial break. But don't go anywhere. I'm kidding. I know. No, I get it. It sucks. <laughs> but don't go anywhere because we've been speaking with the members of Pipeline Vocal Project. And we're going to continue speaking with them right after this commercial break. Want to learn from the best? You should check out Acapella Masterclass, where professionals at the top of their field show you how they became the best and how you can too. Learn from award-winning experts like Kristen Dennehy, Lisa Forgish, Trinfris Roundsfeld, Aaron Jensen, Blake Lewis, and more. We discuss topics like arranging, barbershop, beatboxing, composition, looping, social change, and things of the like. Go to acapellamasterclass.com to learn all the details. Acaville, helping you be the best acapella musician you can be. And welcome back to Tacapella. Oh my gosh, that was the best. You never know what you're going to get on this show. So I love that was <laughs> amazing. Okay. That's right. We are back here with Audrey, Molly, and Lisa from Pipeline Vocal Project all the way in Anchorage, Alaska. Very cool. We've been having a lots of really fun conversation. One of the things we were talking about before the commercial break was how they've used kind of like their virtual network to be able to reach out to others, use social media, things like that. So Pipeline actually recently partnered with Acaville Radio for a live from home virtual concert. Can you tell us what that experience was like, Bueller? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever liked to answer. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I think learning how to do virtual shows is definitely something that was new to us and something that did have a learning curve to it. We had luckily had the opportunity to do one other virtual show before doing the Acaville Radio one. And so we had a little bit of experience, but there were a lot of kinks to work out. Zoom is tricky for getting good audio. 
Um, I'm sure as you guys are familiar. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and for example, like we when we went in to do our first show, which was with a local festival, we set up to do our like sound check, you know, sound check, quick, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. We were there for a couple hours trying different options oh, wow. to figure out because, yeah, because this festival wasn't specifically catered towards acapella. Well, and, and so and, there were different needs for different musicians. Okay. And were Sorry? the three of you together, like in the same place for this? Yes. Okay. Okay. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if you were each recording from a different location and I was like, ooh, that could be very challenging, I'm sure. No, the producers were in a different location, okay. but we, we try and keep our circle very small so that we can continue to meet in person. Okay. And it's been it's been okay for us so far. But yeah, definitely something we keep an eye out for. But yeah, learning how to do the virtual show, figuring out ways to continue to make it a connection, I think was was something we we definitely had talks about in in how to keep that live feeling for a show and also deliver a good product. And so I'm curious, and uh, this question might be specifically direct a little bit towards Audrey, because you mentioned that you didn't have as much acapella experience as the others did. Justice and this new aspect and this new experiment of performing online, did it make it even more challenging? No, just as someone who has come in with, you know, little acapella experience before the group, and now, you know, you've had your own diverse kind of performance background, and now you're doing these acapella performances virtually online. Did that make it any more challenging? for you personally yeah i mean like acapella in general is it's definitely something very different for me just because normally i'm singing with like a backing track or i'm singing with a live band and i feel like with the extra music and other things going on it's definitely easier to kind of let certain aspects of the voice just slide whereas with acapella you know everything is very very precise so you have to have your vowels the same as each other you know your dynamics and your cutoffs and everything so just acapella in general not even just virtually has definitely opened my eyes to okay there are these little kinks and stuff as far as the vocal stylisms that I have that I need to kind of focus in on so it's been very helpful for me personally and I mean working with the two has definitely helped me in plenty of ways and they're just super fun to work with at all times so yeah it's it's been a good experience but I I think that virtually everything has been going just as we could expect them to be. Everybody's kind of just experimenting right now with everything. So, yeah. So in terms of doing a virtual concert online and knowing that, hey, you don't have that audience to kind of play off of right there in front of you, like within feet of you, does that change any of the performance aspect of the show for you all? Is it hard to just kind of feed off of the energy that's not there in the same room definitely i feel like it's there's a little sense of awkwardness right because you're so used to playing off of the energy and the vibe and when even you know in your in between talking points during shows you can pause and you can kind of joke around and be like what was I saying again? Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's funny. When you do that virtually, you just look unprofessional. Like you did, you weren't prepared. And it, this is, it's very different. And the hard truth is that's kind of that virtual element is not going away anytime soon. And so right. like kind of perfecting that has definitely been its own journey. That, that makes me think of a question is... Does banter still exist when you're doing a virtual show? Is that still? It's a lot more awkward. <laughs> yes. <but> yeah. Yes. 
Case in point. <laughs> I, I was curious because I'm like, yeah, it works like when you have the people right there, but it just looks like you're crazy, I guess, if it's not like flowing and it's not gelling. Right. Mine, it's I like guess, a comedian so. like well, doing here, a I, show without anyone laughing at the jokes. Is it yeah, even funny? You, you can't gauge it. I think it's really we funny that you guys have said that because there's, I watched, you guys were on like a local channel show and you were singing yeah. everybody. Everybody wants to be a cat. That's the name of it, right? From isn't it from the Arist- Aristocats? Okay, yes. so Disney. And I, I think it was Audrey said something like, "How are you all doing today, Anchorage or something?" And obviously nobody's there, so nobody responded. But <laughs> I didn't, I didn't actually feel like that was awkward so much. I was actually just impressed. I was like, "Holy cow!" They are putting on a show and nobody is there. And I, I just thought it was very well done. That, that makes sense yeah. because I, I think that speaks to the professionalism of the group because that they're still attentive enough to even consider doing those things where, you know, you think of a normal, less amateur type group. And you're just like, no, nope, we're just going to go on and see what happens. But so one of the things I also wanted to mention since we we're talking so much about all the different types of performances and songs you all cover, which I, I don't think there's anything that you can't cover. But I want to talk about some of the projects that you put out specifically this year. If I go down the list a little bit, just to name in a few, we have like a reimagined cover of WAP, you know, as if it was recorded in the 40s. We have the swinging take on Doja Cat's Juicy and then a doo-wop toe-tapping performance of Savage, which is very interesting as well. <laughs> So I got to ask, where does all the inspiration come to just like create such unique covers like these? Well, I think I always try to go for the element of surprise when I'm arranging, especially when it comes to social media arranging. I don't consider arranging for social media and arranging for our live shows to be the same thing. When you're in a live show, you can do songs as is and you're kind of, you get to experiment with a lot more variety. But with social media, you got to get that attention real quick. And the reason why our covers are so short is because no one's watching three minute videos anymore. And no one <laughs> needs to hear a chorus three times. No one needs to hear that. Right. Yes. right. One chorus, one verse, if you want, if, if, if even that. And that's like more than enough. So I always try to take either like really, you know, pop in songs right now or go for like the sense of nostalgia, like Disney or something like that, and really put a twist on it that make people go, oh, like, obviously I know that song, but I've never heard it like that. And that's, I feel like kind of, it's like an emotion in people. Yeah, I think that's such an important point that you just brought up because I think a lot of groups where we kind of fall short is that we feel like we have to recreate a song completely. And I like the fact that you're talking about, you know, sometimes we just need this one chorus and this one verse to get the job done and not need that, that like random, like three time chorus, you know, where we're singing everything over and over again. People, acapella has that flexibility and the liberty just to kind of cut those elements out and be like, you know what it, it works and so i'm glad that you brought that up so i, I have that makes me think of another question lisa do i have this right are you the primary arranger of the group or or does it fluctuate how does that i work? would say i'm the primary arranger but molly and audrey have both really stepped up these last couple of months in a really big way and they've been taking on more and more as we go on and so it's becoming more we have more variety and i feel like that's so important in a group because once you have 
one arranger doing everything, you kind of start to like feel that in the set, you know, sometimes. So I, I really appreciate Molly and Audrey like really stepping up and taking on more of the arranging process. So let me direct this question then to Molly and Audrey. So what's the conversations like when you're all trying to, you know, conceptualize some songs, give inputs? What does that sound like? How does that work out in the group? Well, I would say we all care very much about song choice. <laughs> I think that it is they, they are, the discussions are passionate. I think I think we all have very different influences and it and it really works to our advantage. So someone will pick a song and we'll put it in a group chat. I think for the majority of our songs, we all agree on them and we all are excited about them. And I think that's a real advantage also is because you can see in our work that we really love what we do. Yeah, I would say, th I mean... Yeah, we all come from different backgrounds, but the songs we choose still all somehow sound like Pipeline, if that makes sense. And on top of that, I feel like we're all really good at kind of just putting all of our ideas together. So like she says, we we put everything in our group chat. So we kind of check in and are like, okay, I'm planning on doing this. I think I should put a little bit of a swing on it. What do you guys think? And we all give each other feedback that way as well. I feel like one of the things that I really appreciate is it's not just the music side of things that where it feels like everything is very deliberate. And I, I, for me as, as like an audience member, that really helped catch my attention and keep it. I mean, I was watching your video of Under the Sea and, and Audrey's doing this really great, like, like, I feel like you are Sebastian when you're singing it. So you sing, <laughs> um, the seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. And then... Lisa, you did like, I can't do it because I just don't do percussion very well, but you did like a bubble pop sound and I wasn't even watching my screen. Like I was looking at something else, but listening and I went, wait, and I had to, I had to go back and watch it like a couple of times. And I, I was amazed at how deliberate that was and how well it tied in with everything else in the song. That's always You're one welcome. of, that's one Thank of my you. favorite noises. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, I think that you all have such a good grasp on like performing. I know there are a lot of good performers out there, but I feel like a lot of times people like center in on just like the singing aspect and they forget that it's a business of entertainment as well. So I think that to add on to what Alicia's saying that you guys definitely have that aspect down. Right. Like, and you've got, you've got choreography and it's, it's not, it's spot on what it should be. It's not too much. It's, it's not, not enough. It's, it's like Goldilocks and the three bears. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's, it's just right. And, and I think, I think that's really important because Sometimes I feel like choreo can be a little distracting if it's not done effectively. And, and you all just just nail it. Brian mentioned it's not just the singing, but when it comes to the singing, Pipeline has such a killer grasp on those harmonies. A lot of times they just, they sound effortless. They sound exciting and it's not something that's going over the top. So it's like I said, with the choreo, it's not too much. It's not too little. It's right where it needs to be. So as you're working on these arrangements, how do you go about deciding which songs you're going to feature one soloist versus really focusing on, on those harmonies? Well, I feel like we all have such different timbres and like stylisms when it comes to our individual solo voices. So it's really like whoever is arranging will decide what style fits would fit who the most. And I think it's all always pretty clear. Like we've never been like, oh, actually, I think Molly would be better on the solo there. It's We're usually pretty like familiar with each other's voices. So at least I've never felt that like our, our solos weren't delegated to the right person. But yeah, 
There was that one time I asked you to flip a coin, though. Which one was that again? <laughs> For the baseline. It was, uh, it was the Joni Mitchell one. You remember? I wasn't sure who, because I thought we both, you would do well on the bass and I could do the vocal percussion because I wasn't sure, like, I was still pretty new to vocal percussion. So I was kind of like, oh, I could do it. <laughs> I should do it. And so I let the chips fall where they may. And I got lucky and had Lisa do that one. That's really nice. <laughs> that's really the only case. That's really nice, though, that that's what it came down to. Because, I mean, you have, you've got, and I, I feel like maybe that's, that's something that's really a huge benefit for you all having a group of three, for you having a trio. Because when you have, a giant group there might be some animosity over like who got the solo versus who's who's doing the harmony versus who's doing percussion stuff like that and so i think that's i would imagine that that's a huge benefit to being in a trio definitely i think that we i can't over express how grateful i feel for the people in this particular trio our communication is something that i think is quite rare our ability to communicate and our, our ability to discuss artistic choices without ego is something I've never really experienced before in, a, in any kind of group setting with musicians. And it's pretty invaluable. I don't think we would be here if it wasn't for our attitudes about putting the music first and about not making it about any one individual. Yeah, we kind of function like you were saying, Brian, like an entertainment business. And we always put that first and try to put our creative spin as pipeline on that. But I think Molly's absolutely right. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's one of the what Molly just said in terms of the removing ego from a group. That's probably the biggest thing I see a lot of groups struggle with. And I know Alicia was just discussing that. It really, once you remove ego, it allows, the, for me, the music becomes so much richer once you're able to do that. Because there's there's no me aspect. It's a we. And it's really, then it just becomes about the art at the well, end of the it, day. And if you can't get past that, it's going to show when you're performing. Mm -hmm. You can't hide that. <laughs> not not cappella. <laughs> no. With, yeah. Like, we're not without speed bumps right now like we do we do have those discussions but i think that the way we react to those discussions is what sets us apart and makes us different because it's not that we don't have those problems that wouldn't be sustainable right. either it's our ability to react to those situations and continue to move forward knowing and i think really trusting the fact that we we are all in it to make the best sound we can mm -hmm. so i'm curious this made me think of another question is there a project that just took like an insane amount of time for it just to like to come together for you all because you were maybe going back back and forth on well we want to go this direction or you know maybe this isn't just like going the right way is there any project that just sticks out in your mind that falls into that category or maybe something that didn't go the way you wanted it to yes <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, or maybe I, they've all I just been know. perfect <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely not i can't think of which particular take but we are picky mm -hmm. i would say we are picky about what we put out online and so if something is we will sit there and do 40 50 60 takes <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. We have all the videos, but like some of these ones, and then by the end of it, we're just hungry. <laughs> like just trying to- There's the truth. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Honestly, like my, one of my early arrangements was tough. I hadn't been doing any arranging for acapella in years. And my first arrangement, I think, was a challenge because of how I wrote it. And so, no, I mean, I've gotten way better, so I can say this without embarrassment, but that took a long time. And, and you know, it was a product we needed to create and it was, you know, a specific person's telegram and they were counting on us. So we just kind of did it until we got it where we liked it. And there's actually a specific video of Lisa and I. Lisa, because we have, we're filming, right? So after the take is done, Lisa and I just look at each other and we're like, we kind of 
check in with our eyes and go, was that it? That was it. And we embraced and fell over. We were like, we finally got it. Thank God. We really did. It's so cute. I love that video. I want to just add some more emphasis to what you were saying, Molly. You said 40, 50, 60 takes. I think a lot of groups that are trying to adapt to COVID by putting out more virtual content, they either tell themselves, oh, it's good enough, or they think they're doing something wrong when it takes that many reps. I think it's really nice to know that a group that is so well put together as Pipeline is also going through that. And just to add on that, sometimes it's about fatigue as well. You're just like, oh man, I've done this so many times, I'm done. One of those takes has to be it. Right, Right. and I think we want to work smarter, not harder, you know? Like we, we have adapted and tried to find better ways of doing things. And I think our system now, I mean, is definitely the best we have had as far as using our time the most effectively. And it's for sure been a learning process. I'm sure every other acapella group can relate to adapting to COVID and having this just be uncharted waters. Can I just say though, one of my favorite things about this group in our like social media videos that we make is that more nine times out of 10, we know when that was the take. And it just like, we Mm -hmm. do the end pose and it's just like, yeah. But that, that was, was it. it. We just all kind of like, we just know. And like Truth Hurts, mm-hmm. one of like, like sure. our recent videos, I literally that was take number 67. Like we counted. <laughs> and we just knew. Wow. And you can tell at the end of that, we just look at each other. We're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally. I love that. That's so I'm, great. I'm just like, is there like a ray of light that just shines yes. down once you hit that final yes. pose? So I was like, okay. Yes, Brian, there is a ray of light. <laughs> the chorus sings. And like, I was going to say in like hallelujah chorus coming out. I think that's perfect. I'm glad that you brought that up because that segues into like this, I guess this final question we have with the last few minutes here that you're talking about social media. I'm like, we've been talking a bit about, you know, what you all do socially and just the success you're kind of seeing and that the outside perspectives we're able to see as well. But with social media being such an integral part of like a group's brand these days, I'm curious, what tips can you kind of offer our listeners on just like how to consistently make it work for you rather than just like aiming for that one viral piece of content. Because as you just said, you know, you knew when it it felt right, when the video, you know, was popping at the end of the day. And you can see, as I said, you can see the views there online. So what tips can you offer us who may not be as good with social media? Mm, Consistency is always my number one tip. Because you never know what's going to go viral. You, it, it can be the most amazing piece of art. It, it may not go viral. You know, you just don't know. But if you are consistent, that's when you start gaining a following. And then that the chances of that increase more and more. Consistency is always my number one advice for people who are trying to make a presence on social media. Yeah, and I want to add to that, don't settle. I feel like when we first started these Tuesdays and then also like the hit with WAP, we were like, okay, from here on out, we can't settle. We have to make sure that every single piece of content that we're putting out there is like choice, you know, like no, uh, no like lack of energy, no lack of, I don't know, just every single little aspect of it. So really just if you feel like it's not your best, then try again. But don't put anything out there that's like, I feel like it's okay. You know, just really put your whole heart into it. Please yeah. say that again for everyone out there. My goodness. I've been trying to get people to realize that. Don't settle. Oh, geez. That's <laughs> exactly what they need to hear. Thank you, Audrey, for that. Because I think that 
a, a lot of groups could benefit from that. And it, it helps to know that that's something that, that you can relate to. It, it helps those groups know that, oh, Pipeline is also human. They're also going through these multiple takes and this fatigue that I'm experiencing. And we could talk about that. Well, I know, at least I know I could go on and on about that with some of my acapella experience, but it's unfortunately time for us to take another commercial break. But don't go anywhere because we will be right back for our final segment of Tacapella with Pipeline. Are you an aspiring sound engineer? Have we got a show for you? The Headroom Podcast is a podcast for aspiring sound engineers in the contemporary acapella genre. Join Kyle Howard and Ricky Jabarin as they break down the different stages of audio production and chat with other producers about their techniques to achieving the best sound. You can find The Headroom Podcast on Acaville Radio Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Remember, Acaville is the place where you can find all the latest in acapella information. Thanks for sticking with us for Should our we? final segment oh, no, tonight wait, on Acapella with anymore. Pipeline Vocal Project. We have Audrey, Molly, and Lisa. We're going to have a little bit more fun with our round of rapid fire questions. So ladies, are you ready? Yeah! All right, here we go. Question number one, ladies. So we've got 10 questions. You can each answer and we expect you to. Rapid fire, whatever comes to your mind first. It's always, I mean, it helps us get to know you a little bit more as well. Question number one, what is your most unexpected or unusual gig or performance location or venue? I'm going to say golf course. Okay, I'll pick, pick the, um, <laughs> we, we, we performed at a airplane hangar that was converted into a theater. That was so cool. That Ooh. is cool. Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. I mean, a funeral. That was actually our first gig. Oh, that's so that sad. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's guys. Unusual though. Uh, yeah, definitely unusual. Yeah. I wouldn't want to sing at that. I would. I would cry. Somebody's got to have music there. I get it. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Question two. What's the best place to visit in Alaska? Moose's <laughs> too. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's our local pizza. pizza. What's it called? Moose's nice. tooth. It's actually like Moose's one of the top um, grossing Moose's tooth, tooth like, like, like the, the tooth, two? like in your teeth mouth, in your teeth, in your oh, in your mouth. That's different. <laughs> like in your teeth. <laughs> it's like a number one. Not no. I don't know if it's number one anymore, but like what it is still number it one is. grossing private pizzeria, independent yes. pizza retailer. Wow. Like in the country or in Alaska? In the whole country. Wow. Come visit for the pizza. Okay. Get on, get on our well, level, I'm like, Ohio I'm like, Texas. I think of like all these places we need to visit as we interview people from everywhere. And I'm like, I need to make sure I'm writing all this stuff down for when I take whatever trip it is, when I'm rich. <laughs> what about y'all's, what about y'all's answers? I would say Sitka, which is an island in the Southeast. It's, it's in that, freaking it's in beautiful. that movie. The Proposal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they pretend that. like it is. They don't actually go to Sitka, oh, okay. which is... I'm hurt, but whatever. I moved on. Um, but yeah, Sitka's absolutely gorgeous. I would say you go there. I think. Oh God, I'm, I feel like a really bad Alaskan. I'm like blanking right now. Oh, well, you know you've what? you've traveled a bit. You've lived outside. Yeah, Alaska. I guess you know. Like we have some pretty cool like wildlife here. So I would say Denali, like the, oh, okay. the by the mount the mm. mountain Denali. <laughs> Jesus, Lisa. I was gonna say you yeah, mean the national you. park. <laughs> I was going to say, you mean like wildlife, like polar bears? You know what? <laughs> Look, though, we, we do, do have I just them. had to assign polar bear training to at my work for our employees, which is hilarious. Wow. Oh, wow. 
That's not something you say yeah, every day. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is your all-time favorite holiday dish? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> nice. I approve. Wait, I heard mashed potatoes. Stuffing. Stuffing. Stuff Ooh, I also approve of that one. Thank you. Why am I writing these down? <laughs> I, I don't know. This is stuff you have like every year, I hope. <laughs> Take notes. Take notes. <laughs> Alicia, have you never Cut had mashed potatoes before? <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Pretty sure I had them like two weeks ago. <laughs> We're coming over for dinner, so stuffing and mashed potatoes. Wait, so I heard stuffing there. and mashed potatoes. Did I miss something? Uh, I, di I didn't answer. That That's what was missing. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, oh my gosh, we never have turkey other than Thanksgiving, so turkey. There you go. Okay, all good answers there. All right. Question four, what's your favorite non-acapella activity? I like to cook. Ooh, nice. I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect dynamic. This is why yeah. we're so close. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say going out to eat. <laughs> Heck. Oh, man. We are 100. a food-oriented trio. Say, I'm not even I, You I all were meant I'm to be in a group. Even, I'm not even mad about Our that. Our TikTok bio <laughs> is like... Beautiful thing. Our TikTok bio is like sing, perform, educate, it, eat. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> I love that. That is a beautiful thing. All right. What is the best thing to happen to you in 2020? A viral video. Oh. It was what? just yeah. like a validation yeah. of our hard work, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the one of WAP, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> like, I think WAP, WAP is it. I'll be honest, guys. I got t-boned yesterday so oh i'm not gosh. feeling <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay but i think wap was probably probably the high point of the year it's been <laughs> well and i I, mean, I feel like that could be the high point of a year that's not 2020 as well right yeah. exactly exactly such a high point with such a crap year yeah i would say graduating college Ooh, oh nice. congrats well yes. done congratulations oh, awesome. thank you all right question number six you are tasked with teaching a one-day course that has nothing to do with music. What would be the subject of the class? Making scones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baker for my for my like job. Oh, okay, so. okay. Oh, cool. Scones are harder than you think. Really? I'm they they I look pretty tough. On scones. I, I don't. I, I need to yeah, learn how I to do that. that. Oh man. I got you. Um. um Adri. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Top restaurants yes. in Alaska. Yeah. A full day course, I would go. I mean, Brian would. Audrey, you're all. Brian is a foodie. He would go hey, to that. I would and take that to, class. No and joke. And he would take your scones <laughs> class. You. Oh, yeah. Audrey, you're also a whole Zumba instructor. Too. I would oh, actually, yeah. True. I'd be in, in all these classes. <laughs> oh, Zumba. Yeah, she's great. So I would go to that. A little bit of. I would go to that. I would also like be taking mini breaks because I'm super out of shape. But <laughs> water breaks. Yes. Or just breathing breaks. <laughs> All right. Question number seven: Cats or dogs? Cats. Oh, 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 We knew what her Audrey's answer would be from earlier. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> I'm gonna say cats. Wait, who said right, Lisa? One and one. Oh, oh you said cats. Do I do I have okay. to sing my answer? Oh God. Yes. Yeah. What are the other cat songs? Oh shoot. I don't know. From this the is on you. It's rapid fire. Kitty. Meow. <laughs> Okay, um, question. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. I, I actually 
actually, I thought about bring, letting one of my cats down here while we recorded, but I, I did not. I have three. Oh. You don't have. They're all upstairs. You don't have to sing at least. Oh, I, oh, I did. To. I was like, I was adding on to. I said kitty instead of the meow. Never mind. You know what? Let's we can move oh, okay, on. Okay, so <laughs> cats win. Cats win. Oh boy. You got that, Brian? Cats win. All right, we'll allow it for this one episode. I actually right. like, I really love both, but I don't have a yard, so cats it uh, is. All right, uh, next question. What's one movie that always puts you in a good mood? A League of Their Own. That's my all-time favorite movie. Aw, that's such a good movie. Know, right? Good choice. Yes. Nice. That's also a really good one. I enjoy that. And I enjoy Heath Ledger, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Love it. Yes. I can't. I feel like that if I don't think that movie could put anyone in a bad mood. Yeah. It does. You're doing something wrong. And if, uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Question number nine. What is an important life lesson for someone to learn? The, Be kind to yourselves. That's yeah, I feel like a lot of people, thing. sometimes if they're just at a plateau in life, they tend to like, oh, I'm not doing anything with my life, you know, <laughs> but you got to be kind to yourself, know that there's going to be ups and downs in life. And yeah, just be nice to yourself. That's it. I would say uh, be thankful. I think so much can change by changing your mindset and being thankful for counting your blessings is just like a wonderful place to start and after you do that know that being more organized solves probably 30 percent of your problem why 30 <laughs> that is very specific i mean that is at very least important at least <laughs> like at least at least a third of your problems could be solved by being more, i know at least 30 of mine could <laughs> Well, and I'm like, if you're not organized, like, I would spend time trying to find whatever it is I have misplaced Mm -hmm. as a result of not being organized. No, my God, I'm the most organized I've ever been, and I have so far to go. Lisa is my inspiration (laughs) and my guiding light in organization. (laughs) All right, final question. What is one trend that you'd like to see disappear forever? Oh, It is nailed it. It is going up. <laughs> it's trending. <laughs> a trend. <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna go really, really um, catty and just say bucket hats. I think they look terrible on everyone. I don't even know what that is. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. It's like it's like an old dad fishing hat, but somehow it's cool now. Oh. Okay. I think they're awful. Oh, like, like. Oh, I can't screen share. Thanks, Brian. Sorry. I have like I just looked him up. Is it like those like those hats they wear when they're fishing? They're like Gilligan's those... Island. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know okay. which one you're talking. It's about. a bucket hat, and they're all bad. Oh, oh Pharrell wears them. Oh my them. gosh, these have fur on them. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They're getting worse. It's terrible. <laughs> That's a trend that should not have come back. Thank you. Oh God. can't beat the bucket uh, <laughs> man i still don't know what simping is but i don't like it <laughs> what, what is right exactly <laughs> I, I i can relate i see it online all right, the time i was time. like this keeps simping? coming up i don't know what it is mm-hmm. but i don't like it s-i-m-p yeah it's like being a nice person which is like not cool anymore I, that's my Aww. understanding of simping is it's like it says right here really nice and it's like not a super masculine thing to do to be really nice and so your friends make or like you're whipped or simping. something 
means you're crushing hard on someone who may or may not like you back to the point that some of your actions can seem a bit pathetic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? What are they coming up with these days? This is this. Okay. I just Googled simping and that's. <laughs> oh, Urban Dictionary says simping is the art of. It's an Where art. Where'd it go? That's. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Let me get back to that. Simping is the art of trying to act like a girl's boyfriend when you don't really even know her, when she already has a boyfriend, or when she has explicitly stated, and then it says dot, 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 and if I click it, that statement goes away. So I'm guessing it's like she's explicitly stated she doesn't, she don't like you. All right. Get the picture, okay. so don't do that. Maybe I had the wrong definition then. <laughs> Sounds like simping's actually not great. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> See, this, this, do we really even like know what it is? You ask a different I, person. I'm still confused. And they all say a different thing. <laughs> and then you get into cupcaking, which is a different thing. I feel like Molly's always the one with the lingo. No, I'm no, 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 no. Oh, gosh. I feel old now. Okay. Speak um, for yourself. <laughs> well, thank you all so much. That was quite... That was... There was no easy way to transition out of that. So. <laughs> Speaking of cupcakes, cupcakes are sweet. This is an podcast. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Keep that, that in that there. The show Winner. is yours, Molly. The show is yours. All right. Thank you, Brian. I'll, thanks I'll for joining Molly. us, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on. I, I really enjoy speaking with y'all. This is great. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Rapid fire questions. You did great. Thanks for allowing me to be on your show tonight. Uh, I really however, it. you're welcome. We do have one more tradition. We do. On that note, we always like to end our show, uh, which is going to be really hard to top the amazing rapid fire round we just had there. But we always like to end the show by leaving our listeners with some advice, something that they can walk away with to, you know, enrich their lives, something to just kind of make their day a little bit brighter. So we always like to ask our guests if you could offer some advice to our listeners, what would you say? Keep singing. And I mean, that sounds cliche. Do what you love. I feel like it's very appropriate, though, for this show. Yeah. I say do what you love because life is too short. Beautiful. I would say, I would say specifically for COVID times, recognize that everything's a little bit harder right now and you have to be a little bit kinder to yourself and keep in mind that there are constant stressors you can't control. So like, just, I don't know, calibrate, you know, be a little kinder to yourself, treat yourself a little bit nicer than you normally would because stuff is hard right now. True that i get that thank you all so much for that wonderful advice um if our listeners wanted to learn more about pipeline learn more about your upcoming projects or things going on in your own individual lives where could they go they can go to our instagram at pipeline vocal project they can also check us out on twitter facebook obviously TikTok, and we also have our own website it's pipelinevocalproject.com where they can order their own telegrams as well as just keep up with what we got going on next wonderful yeah be sure to check that out as, uh, and check out those amazing videos that they they're pushing out alicia if our listeners wanted to learn more about you where could they go before i answer that i just have to say molly was not kidding when she said she changed their name on instagram to acapella queens of alaska <laughs> <laughs> That really happened. It really says that right there. Oh, oh, it's gone. Whoa, somebody's. Oh, it's your story. Your story popped up. Okay. 
You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is e.squared1989. How about you, Brian? As always, you can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. Go give Talkapella a follow. We're on Twitter at Talkapella, two P's, two L's, as well as check out our website at talkapella.org to hear previous episodes. Be sure to give Acaville Radio a follow. They are the wonderful platform we're able to stream the show through. Uh, they're amazing folks over there, and we can't thank them enough for the opportunity to speak with such incredible guests such as Pipeline. And on that note, we want to thank Pipeline Vocal Project so much for joining us tonight. It has been quite the hoot, is all I can say. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Yeah, You're so much very fun. welcome. Yeah. And on that note, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Talk Appella. For everything else, stay tuned.